0: Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. It's just me on my own. Never mind. Everything's fine. Oh wait, I've got someone with me. They can help me on this week's episode. Hello Mr Jebbles, how are you? You're not very talkative, are you? Oh well.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, hi Rich um i i so i've got to i need to go this is weird Uh, i'm just gonna very slowly back away you don't want to talk to Y quackham Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I am your host, Rich Owens. I am back. I'm orange injured. Uh, The assistant is recommending I only play 75 minutes of football, but traditionally we are going to forget to take me off before the last 15. I'm joined this week by my close personal friend from podcasting and occasionally real life. It's Jepperu. Hello, mate. How are you doing, pal?
0: I'm okay, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, if there's ever an excuse to look at our YouTube feed, watch the intro for
1: this week at least. Yeah. At the very yes. least, if you're listening to this on audio, pause it, go watch it on YouTube and then come back to audio if that's your bag. We yeah. can't tell you how to listen to the podcast, but I'd recommend seeing it. Seeing While you're it there, is, is a good thing. While you're there, little
0: thumbs up and subscribe all those little things, mm-hmm. you know. So we don't we don't yeah. do that enough, but there we go. I've done it now.
1: It's there done. we go. We've done it. Yeah. We've we'll we've wait. absolutely We'll wait done for it. you to do it. Yeah, there's going to be, we're not going to say another word until you've done it. So if you can go and do that now, please.
0: Nice one. Thanks.
1: Cool. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really kind of you. uh,
0: I'm well. We Mm -hmm. hastily threw together an episode last week. Uh, (laughs) Say we. Uh, (laughs) Hastily threw together an episode last week. We just wanted to get something out to just keep keep the content coming for you guys and it's a nice way to reflect it actually i did actually really enjoy making that episode just to go back on all those episodes that we've done and some of the things that people said as well which was really nice mm. that might some of the things people said oh we got evidence <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no no I
1: mean, it wasn't in that way at all but yes
0: some of the stuff was just going back it was really lovely to hear as well
1: Mm. no this, this this is it. I mean, I, I said when we when we put the episode out I said, look, Jeb deserves his flowers for this one because there has been a bit of an injury crisis at FMT. It. Still not got them, still not got them. <laughs> I've told you, I'm sending them to every house in the Nottingham area until you get yours. It's costing me an absolute fortune. I've given you a pay address as well, but <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've, I've lost it. Um, look, Seriously, though, we, we've had a bit of an injury crisis recently. Uh, obviously, lots of love to Kev and to Callum. Callum is poorly, and Kev, if you've been uh, keeping up with his updates uh, via social media over the last couple of weeks, he's having an absolutely awful time, uh, and we love you both it's it's horrible it's absolutely horrible when uh, people have to go things like through things like this and it's even worse when it's somebody as wonderful as kev that it's happening to especially so uh we love you lots mate and callum please get well soon uh we miss you too yes, but, yeah definitely. I, this, I think, this is it you know yeah i
0: think we're with kev as well like it streaming's a, a big part of his life as well and he's not getting to do that mm-hmm. as much so if he is mm-hmm. streaming, make sure you go in, give him all the love. And even if you just see him in the chat, because he's still in a lot of chats and chatting mm-hmm. around streams and stuff like that, just chat to him, just see how he is. He really appreciates
1: it. it. He does. It goes a long way. goes a long, long way with Kev. So, and then obviously last week as well, Mrs. O had the COVID in 2024, retro. So Jeb just threw an episode together all by himself, um, which was wonderful. And I've really enjoyed going back and watching it as well, because... Since I've been part of the podcast, I don't tend to listen to them as frequently as I did beforehand, because I was there. I experienced it firsthand. I, I don't need to go back and try and remember what I said. But actually getting to go back and catch up on some of those really interesting conversations with Lana, with Tony, you know, with Lalujo, with with everybody, really. It was it was fantastic. So thank you very much, mate, for saving the day at the last possible second. Sure. Good let's person. go with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's go cool. with that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: cool. Let's go with that. Again, I'd never say it to Jeb's face. I'd no. never say it to his face, but I it's think so it's
0: "He's not here. Right?
1: He's not even here. It's not no, even no, here. It's just some clear. kind of duck mask." No. Yeah. Now, we've started this quite friendly, I think. We've started it quite, fr- in, you know, we've we've laid a, we'd have laid the groundwork of friendship. But realistically speaking, over the course of today's episode, that could all go a little bit awry, mm-hmm. because we've been we've been busy this week. We 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 got together for the first time in a couple of weeks, Jeb and Kev and I. On Thursday evening, we got together to finish season four of the Football Manager Therapy Network Save. And my goodness, a lot has happened in the last few days. Um, five hours of streaming on Thursday night uh, will attest to that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, we we all really wanted to do five hours of streaming, didn't we?
1: We'd we would, for, were all yeah. All four of us were desperate to stream till one a.m. Uh, four absolutely. of us. Yeah. Cool. Four four of us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, Everyone's favourite Arsenal manager uh, was—he was—he's back again. He's back.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he's—he's—he's
1: back. He's back. Jamie was there. He was just very, very quiet all evening. And to be fair, um, this yeah. is
0: this is not a directed dig at you. It's also a directed dig at the game just falling over <laughs> as well. <laughs> we've got we got I words didn't. to have. I'm gonna. I've, I forgot to message uh, our good friend Nick about that. Like,
1: but, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we had some questions. Every, everything went a little bit wonky on Thursday night, didn't it? Yes. Um, I guess if we start from the beginning, for for people who don't know, we as I say we finished the season off. We all had around seven games left to play of season four of of The Save. And we were all chasing different goals, realistically speaking. I was inexplicably trying to win the league. And yourself and Kev were both chasing European and possibly Champions League football. I think the first thing that, that struck me was that we all, we all finished, obviously, we, we all finished the season, but we all finished the season at very, very different times. Yes. When, yeah. It was... was
0: Mm. It it went a bit strange. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. so the way the network saves set up, it should be Saturday and Wednesdays. But I think there was that many teams still in European competitions in FA Cups as well that it just kind of messed it completely up. So Kev finished his season in April, pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to play another game like after Kev had finished his season. Then you had to play. A, Two games was it afterwards? I
1: think I, I think I had yeah. two games left. Yeah, and then was.
0: Arsenal was sandwiched between me and Kev had to play four games, and it was it mm-hmm. just got more and more confusing. I mean, even to take it back even further, just to go back where we were on the network, save like it, we we done all right, and like I I think I got to the last sixteen of the Champions League and went out to Barcelona mm-hmm. quite horrendously. And I'd also sign Neymar. I think we've teased about talking about this, but yeah, I'd sign Neymar Mm. for 10 million. uh, 10 million, and he's getting three hundred and fifty grand a week. And somehow, by the end of the season, Neymar had played 13 games and got as many assists. He was brilliant on corners, brilliant on free kicks, but then also just good at just running in the box and getting them in, got a few goals as well. And so... And I still don't know how this happened, but on the, like the final week of the season, Neymar was my best trainer, which I never expected to ever see. <laughs> even like even in his prime, I wouldn't expect to see Neymar as your number one trainer on a nine point five. So that was interesting. So I spent ten million on that, and you spent one hundred seven thousand million on Noddy Medawake? and not Meduweke, uh. The, the, yeah it was, it was, it was, it was yeah Maduweke, know, okay. yeah yeah how in, much
1: in was, was came. it um well it's actually i think you'll find it was a very very reasonable i think 109 million pounds actually <laughs> now i think for context look, it's it's easy to laugh at that transfer but we've got to remember that first and foremost this is because we carried the save over from the fm23 database noddy madueke on fm23 consistently across most people's saves, became one of the best players in the world. Somehow. I don't know how and I don't know why, but he consistently became very, very good. And the only reason we bought him is because I sold uh, Yeri Pino uh, for 135 million pounds to Tottenham Hotspur for some reason. Daniel Levy got, I I don't think he was there. I think somebody forged Daniel Levy's signatures on some documentation because I asked for an extremely large amount of money and they just went, yeah, sound, no problem at all. So he left and I needed to bring somebody in. So I bought in, I thought, well, I might as well bring in one of the best players in the world um, who was still, interestingly enough, at PSV. Nobody had uh, nobody had come in for him uh, in the opening four, well, three and a half seasons of the save. So I think that was money well spent personally. And, you know, he obviously came in and picked up some injuries straight away. But I would say a return of one assist in nine Premier League games is money well spent personally.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. If you
1: if you contrast and compare the two, and I think he's going to hit the ground running next season for sure. Absolutely, he is. So you know, I don't think that's necessarily a, an overly fair criticism of my otherwise sensational transfer policy. No, yeah, it was it was okay. And um, look, he, he came in. He played a very small amount of games. He he picked up some injuries, which kept him out for you know, a fair amount of time. I mean, you know, he. he let's have a quick look here. A quick rundown of uh, Noni Madoeke's uh, injuries at Manchester United. Uh, did his groin against Arsenal. Uh, he was out for a month uh, and then he came back and then he got a hernia in training and then he was out for another three weeks. And then he pulled his hamstring versus Spurs and, and was out for pretty much in, on the last day of the season. So, you know, did he really have a chance to, to contribute? Yes. He did, I think. is sure? Is. Yeah, I think he actually realistically did. So Neymar was doing very well for you. Maduweke was doing, he was there. He was on the pitch for me. But fortunately, everybody else in my squad was doing the heavy lifting. Harvey Barnes, who we signed kind of a, not long after we arrived at United. He was one of the are, first signings that I made.
0: Are you only mentioning him because Kev isn't here and you can't, Kev can't lambast you
1: for him? This. I, feel like, I feel like I've feel like i just said the name Harvey Barnes, and then somewhere on the south coast of England, Kev has just got really, really angry. <laughs> well, he knows, it's a really clear sunny day down there, but there's suddenly just a, a quick flash of lightning and storm clouds appeared yeah. above his house. Kev doesn't like the fact that I've signed Harvey Barnes for Manchester United. Kev is weirdly against it. Uh, he's quite angry about my acquisition of, uh, of young Harvey, or to use his full name, Harveston. Harveston Barnes. Harvey Barnes, was in that run-in, was dead, dead good because we needed a left-sided player to come in. And, and Harvey Barnes came in and did absolute bits for me. He came in, hit some form, scored some goals, got some assists and carried on the most unlikely title charge in football manager history. That, that's, that's Not only were Man United potentially Premier League winners, but that was being powered by an incredible run of form from, from Harvey Barnes. Who saw it coming? Not me. Not any of us. I think Kev doesn't like it because Harvey Barnes keeps Gonzalo Guedes out of the team. Um, sorry, not Gonzalo Guedes, Pedro Goncaves. Yeah, I've, I've confused my Portuguese players, Jeb. I'm very sorry. You hoard most of them. But yeah, Gonzalo, uh, yeah, Pedro Gonçalves has been kept out of the team by Harvey Barnes, which is a really weird sentence. But we, we were on for the title at one point, thanks to... Arsenal's really congested fixture fixture schedule. They were snapping at our heels, but they, I think, when I was looking at the schedules uh, when we were talking about that a second ago. In a two week period, Arsenal played seven Premier League games towards the end of the <laughs> season because they made it through to the Europa Conference League final, which they then had the audacity to lose to West Ham. Make of that what you will. Uh, but a very tired Arsenal um, helped. It was basically between us and Manchester City in the run-in. And at one point, they had games in hand over us, and City dropped points in all the games I needed them to drop points in. All I needed to do to feasibly win the Premier League was to beat Manchester City. Away from home. Easy. Even though they are the best team on paper in the world. All I needed to do was try and beat them a little bit, and we didn't we 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 flapped it we we lost 2-0 in the most uninspiring game of football i've ever seen you would expect like if that was if that was reality if there was a manchester derby towards the end of the season and want you know both teams know that they could you know potentially get one hand on the premier league trophy at the end of the season you would expect an all-time classic i think that's fair to say it was the dampest dampest of squibs so so angry it was a really really boring 2-0 loss it oh horrible absolutely horrible game of football we didn't create anything um Dominic Sausages opened the scoring and then Nathan Ake scored from 25 yards to, to seal it in the 90th minute and at that point then the season just collapsed from a United point of view, um, we basically had to match or try and better City's results in our remaining games, which we then didn't bother doing anyway. So, you know, we, we, we beat Chelsea, which is very exciting. A terrible one-all draw away at West Ham. An absolutely awful one-nil loss away to Wayne Rooney's Everton. And we beat Spurs 5-1 on the final day, which meant nothing. So we ended up finishing second. Um, which ironically, if you'd offered me second place at the start of the season, I would have bit your hand off. But it did feel, I I tried to, you know, stay positive on the night, but looking back at it, it did feel a little bit disappointing to not be able to get it done. Because I feel like that's potentially would have been my best chance to have done it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I finished second. I've got Champions League football. I've set a network save record for highest league finish. But it's not really about me at this point. How did you and Kev get on? Are we are we looking at a, a, a FMT trifecta of European football next season? No, sadly no. not. Okay, uh, sadly, no, sadly not.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Wolves have been very streaky all season. I've had amazing streams. I've had terrible streams. This time around, it was a terrible stream again. We mm. came in. We were fourth, fifth, actually, just behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just behind Arsenal, and we got West Ham up first, and we lost straight away. Then we got a couple of wins on the bounce, and we played Newcastle, Southampton, and Arsenal in the last three games. Arsenal was obviously going to be quite key because they were above us, and if we could beat them, it would work out quite nicely. The only problem was I played Newcastle, I uh, played Southampton on the Saturday, and then I had to play New Arsenal on the Monday. Arsenal had also done the FA Cup final on that Saturday, mm-hmm. and it just, I just couldn't get stuff to click, and it was becoming really frustrating Arajo, who's been so good for me so so many goals Coin mickey quinn uh he just stopped scoring he didn't score for all of that stream actually just having a look back at it we had a we had viper come in shit came in and they scored a couple but i couldn't get Arajo for Irene. uh neymar was still putting in assists etc but we just couldn't get going we lost to southampton 2-1 very disappointingly and then we also lost to newcastle 3-1 where we were three 0 down and we just gave nothing the consolation was in like the 95th minute and it yeah like i said it's some of the some of the streams we did really well some of the streams we just did terribly and this was one of the ones where we did terribly and we dropped all the way down to ninth and kev actually had a really good stream he had a he had a stinker of a stream beforehand. He couldn't get anything mm. to click, particularly Lorenzo Luca, who had signed to replace Mitrovic. And he was pretty much crying for the entire stream. Well, I just want Mitrovic back or something. You should have sold him then. That sounds like, sounds like a you problem. But he also got mm. Makoko back as well. And I think Makoko was a big difference maker for him play out on that right wing for him. Uh, Makoko finished actually with 15 assists and 11 goals. And his last five games, he's got a 7.76 average, which mm. kind of just summed up where that extra run of form came. He did have a couple of stumbles, and he was relying on me to beat Arsenal so he could finish above them. And his mm. last game of the season was not much easier. He lost 2-0 to Leicester. He'd beat Palace in uh, Middlesbrough beforehand. and his last game was against Liverpool, mm. who were also fighting for those Champions League places with us. And uh, he won 2 0. Lorenzo Luca yeah. got both the goals. So yeah. Lorenzo Luca finally came good for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, Kev got into fifth place. And then we just kind of sat out the season and went through. And everybody from first to eighth got a European place of some sorts. Kev got the mm-hmm. Champions League. Uh, Chelsea and Tottenham finished just below them. Uh, They got Europa League and uh, Newcastle went into the Conference League and me and Nate got nothing. We didn't get European place on goal difference. So we are on a rebuild. Before that rebuild Mm -hmm. happened, though, uh, we got called into the boardroom again. Mm. (laughs) End of season. (laughs) Disappointed with the progress. Oh, no, not again. And that literally just said, Oh, we'll do better next season. They went, Okay, fine. And that, that was it. They were they're happy again. So we, we avoided that uh that pitfall of potentially losing our job again. But uh it's it's interesting to see where where we go because I've obviously I've got a lot of players who wanna play Champions League football. <laughs> And go into things, and we're trying to build up the squad. But we've we're like, we haven't got loads of money to spend. Obviously, we need to sell to buy because of FFP things. And we, we brought some people in, and it, we'll see where we go. We brought like Aaron Hickey in and Connor Bradley, they both got relegated with Brentford, and the coaching staff don't think much of them. And then me looking mm-hmm. at them going, What for done here? Why have I signed them? I've also signed Emory Chan for five million just to replace Tony Cruz as somebody old and German. I think that's the only reason I can think <laughs> for it. He's also very versatile. He can be defensive midfield mm. and across the back four, but still he's 32 now. Also picked up a wonder kid from, uh, from Portugal, which obviously ticks a box, but still not ticking the box hard enough for the board because we're always devastated about how the lack of Portuguese players aside. Miguel Congalvez, <laughs> he, he looks quite tasty. And then I've also got this... Uh, me Rich were discussing beforehand, and we, we apologise to our uh, our fellow uh, fellow Portuguese people or people who know mm-hmm. their Portuguese history. I've also got this player that I had called Inacio Sousa, who's coming back from on loan. I bought him for one million and loaned him out straight away. He's going to be the next Fernando Peiroteo. And we're just like, oh, great who's pay retail yes. we, and then we, we looked him up and he is he he won 16 titles with sporting and scored 544 goals and also finished top scorer six times so he might be all right but this was like 1940s i think 1930 mm-hmm. 1940s but there we are so he might be all right as well coming in and then i, I put the clip out uh in the fmt discord because i had to go back and just double check it wasn't some sort of horrible fever dream so I've wound you up about Ocean Man many, many times. I've also found out that you can't put Osamend in Twitch clips, so I don't know why you can't cannot yeah. use his name. So I've had to call him Ocean Man. Oh, uh, okay. So I've wound you. I've I've put the bids in for Ocean Man just to drive his price up, so Rich couldn't sign him. It, it's worked
1: beautifully mm-hmm. a couple of times. So yeah, I joke. Hence, <laughs> hence Madueke. Yeah, yeah, that's that's literally that's literally the reason we signed Madueke, <laughs> is because I couldn't sign Ocean Man. That was. Yeah. Thanks, Wolves.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I joke. I think I wanted I think it was because I don't know why I did it. I'm still trying to figure it out. So, Ocean Man unfairly got top goal scorer and player of the Champions League. Don't know. Absolutely wish uh, no Lukaku. Uh, so I thought I put a bid in a three hundred million for him. You know, well, there you go. Just put it in There's a joke. Drive his price up just in case Rich is trying to go for him. And. Uh, The board came to me and went, hmm, what are you doing? Why are you putting this bid in for him? It's far too much. We'll accept 262 million. I was like, what? (laughs) It's like, you're willing to give up this money? So, did the talk to the board thing, and then I went, ah, come on, 300 million. They went, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. And then... I cleverly then went into our finances and went, oh, look, we're £160 million pounds in the red. I'm not going to continue with this transfer, but you were going to go ahead with it. So if I ask for more money, you've got to give me that money now. That's how it's going to work, hasn't it? That's that's definitely how it's going to work. Surely I've now got that email so I can just refer back to it. Yeah. Like RE or forwards just on every single time. They try and say, look, you, you said you'd give me £300 million whenever I wanted it. That's, that's basically what I heard. That's
1: exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah. That was, I think, that for given all the incredibly weird things that happened on Thursday evening, that for me is one of the weirdest because it seems like five minutes before you were in the boardroom being threatened with your job, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, come on, lads, give me one, go. we'll be all right. And they've gone, okay, fine. And then five minutes later, no, you you can have two hundred and sixty-two million pounds to spend on Ocean Man, but not three hundred. Oh God, give us three hundred. Yeah, all right then, fair enough. <laughs> It's like it's like they are the most inconsistent bank managers in the world. It's quite incredible. I really wish you'd gone for it as well. Um, I think that would have been hilarious. Ironically, I wasn't interested in Ocean Man. So you know, but thank you for. If I do want to go back for him, yep, he's, he's driven. A, the
0: expensive up. now, yeah.
1: He is now, yeah, nice and pricey. <laughs> Cheers, mate. And, and it's not like I don't have money to spend. There's the irony. Um, it's been really, really hard generating income at Manchester United uh, over the last kind of, you know, season and a half because everybody was on, th- all the rubbish players were on 300 grand a week. Nobody wanted to buy them. My transfer revenue percentage was painfully low. But I've been working my way through trying to shift on all of the really, really high value players that I think I could replace with somebody um, as effective, but but significantly cheaper in terms of things like wage. Like, for example, um, you know, we got rid of, in January, uh, we got rid of Raphael Varane, who was starting to decline. We bought into Mori, who was on half of Varane's wages. He was a fairly respectable, you know, transfer sum. We're selling high, and then we're buying slightly cheaper to try and um, strengthen in the long run. And it's been going quite well. And um, I said at the start of the stream, my objective On Thursday night was to sell some of the big players that we had left at the club that I thought I could replace um, with with more effective younger players. I wanted to get rid of uh, Bruno Fernandes. That was the objective. I've been trying to shift him on for about a year, if I'm brutally honest with you. We did that thing where he was like, oh, boss, I want to leave. And I was like, okay, well, if we get a respectable transfer offer, I'll say Yes but it has to be a respectable transfer offer. And he's like, oh, what's respectable? And you do the thing where you click on, well, what do you think a respectable offer is? And they come back with like 91 million pounds. You're like, yeah, I'll take 91 million pounds for you a nearly 32-year-old Bruno Fernandes. That's absolutely fine because that bid will definitely come in, won't it? And then it took a year. And at the end of the season, I was like, oh, we'll bang him. We'll probably bang him on the transfer list now and just see what happens. Almost instantly, almost instantly, a Bid comes in for Brig Bruno, um, and it was for the full asking price from Al Hilal 91 million pounds. No, no nonsense. No, oh, we'll give you 10 pounds now, then we'll give you 40 million pounds after he's played 100 games, and then we'll give you 50 million after he's made another 30 international appearances. Would it? No, just straight up 91 million pounds. And I went, uh, yeah, I will weirdly accept that immediately. Requested a higher percentage of transfer revenue from the board <laughs> because I was like, please don't make me beg. And they instantly said yes. So I'm now rolling in it because financially uh, I'm entitled to a staggering 80% of my transfer revenue, which I think when I arrived at United, I think it was 30. So we've slowly dragged it up um, nice. over the over the last couple of years, which has been lovely. So Bruna Finange goes. And then I start looking at what else I have. And I'm like, look, it's the the summer transfer window. All of those Saudi clubs are going to have regenerated their infinite wealth and are going to be interested. And you start looking down your your players. And we've all had this in FM24, especially if you're managing a slightly higher reputation club. A good 50-60% to of your first team are wanted by some form of Saudi Arabian club. Like It happens every single time. And I'm looking down the list. And I'm right. Bruno Fernandes has already gone. Then I'm looking at the likes of Lissandra Martinez, who has been good. And he's had a good run of form in my back three all season. But he's very, very small. I do rely on set pieces. And for whatever reason, they always aim for the smallest man in the box. I'm like, if I can replace him with somebody tall who is equally as good, then I'm onto a winner here. So let's let's just see if we can get some interest. And you ask the agent, "Hey, we're thinking about maybe selling uh, Lissandro Martinez," and they're like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, Saudi Arabian clubs will give you eighty million pounds for him." I'm like, yep, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Exactly the same thing with Diogo Dallo, and I'm thinking, right, I am going to have a transfer budget. Obviously, after the sale of Bruno Fernandes goes through, and after these two sales go through, I'm going to be sat here on around run something million pounds, and it's releasing about six hundred k a week in wages. I so said, I could potentially, I've I've got a title winning. Rebuild to make this summer. We could make this work. We could actually realistically go into this season properly challenging for trophies. And then I get some transfer offers for Martinez from Saudi Arabia for about 83 million pounds. Yep, sold. Diogo Dallo about 62 million pounds. Yep, sold. I'm like, right, this bodes. Very, very well. And then I get an email. Oh, hello, it's us, the Glazers. You know, everybody's favourite football club owners. Uh, We're going to probably sell the football club now to somebody. So we're placing you under a transfer embargo. So instantly, all my outgoings that haven't been already agreed get cancelled. Thankfully, the Bruno Fernandes transfer was already done. So that was money in the bank. But they cancelled the Martinez transfer and they cancelled the Dallo transfer. I had an offer accepted for Jeremy Frimpong. He was now at Bayern Munich. So what if Diogo Dallo's going? Let's replace him with somebody good. Let's get in Jeremy Frimpong. That gets cancelled. And I just have to sit and wait. Now, last time there was a transfer embargo placed on the club. Because it happened around this time in the last season. It took about three days for it to get resolved. This took... Significantly longer, hence why Jeb and Kev very kindly accommodated streaming till one o'clock in the morning. So I was like, yeah, it, can we just I think see? you got about approach we like just half see?
0: eleven, didn't you?
1: For yeah, and I was um, like, oh, this this will take half an hour. Nope. Yeah. Uh, an hour and a half later, uh, it, it it dragged on and it dragged on and it dragged on until eventually, I'm thinking at this point, look, the last one took three days and they said no. This has taken significantly longer. Surely they're going to say yes, like surely. And I can't adjust my budgets. My objectives for the upcoming seasons have just been left blank, so I can't. I'm I'm, I'm just waiting. I literally can't do anything until these uh, transfers go over the line. Eventually, I get the message: transfer embargo is now lifted because the sale of the club hasn't gone through because the the the, the glazers are being. Very glazery. At this point, by the way, I'm dra- I've am i got two shirts from behind on the rail. I've got a green shirt and a yellow shirt and to drape them over me because I was like, this is what the United fans do in these situations. They get the yellow and green shirts on and somehow it helps. I don't know how it helps, but somehow it does. Uh, the transfer embargo got lifted. Uh, I went back because I was like, oh, let's just check and see how long this has been going on for. I think it took about three and a half in-game weeks, give or take, but it felt like longer. I found an email that nearly broke me. Because it was an email that I'd missed when they first announced that the uh, the transfer embargo had been put in place. My transfer budget, had the sale gone through, would have been £792 million. £792 million. And it didn't go through. Kev was delighted, weirdly enough. I know. I've never, I've never had anywhere close to that. Never had anywhere close. Like it, it just, honestly, it, it nearly broke me. It nearly broke me. But, you know, we I've, I've got rid of, you know, I've managed to get deals back on for, for players like Diogo Dallo. So he is leaving again. Um, I can't get Martinez to go because I can't get the Saudi clubs to to put the bids back in. We got Jeremy Frimpong done again, which was absolutely fine. Now, my biggest concern is because we've loaded up the save this morning to have a little just just to remind ourselves as to what went on the other night. I've had some bad news about my finances. It's very, very likely that I'm going to fail financial fair play this season, which doesn't help. So unless uh, unless I can sell very, very high and there might be some wonder kids in my academy that I might not have noticed previously, I could be in a little bit of trouble. Over the next couple of seasons, so I'm going to have to try and sell a lot of players, balance the books, and then maybe just not buy anybody else. I don't know, but that doesn't really seem like the best strategy. Um, I have got some players on free transfers coming in, which is quite exciting. Uh, I've got uh, I've got Manuel Ugarte. Is it Uga? is, that, is that how we pronounce? He's he still yeah, at Sporting. Why not? In yeah. it. Ugarte. He's still at Sporting in this save. Uh, he's only 25, and he looks very, very good, and he's going to come into my midfield and just kick people. So I'm quite happy with that. And I've got a lad called Nicolas Gonzalez coming in from Fiorentina as well, who looks very, very good. So the be- they're both coming in on free transfers. So, you know, it'll the wage budget will take a little bit of a hit. But, you know, it's first-team quality players that I'm not having to pay any money for. Ivan Tony is leaving. Leicester, for some reason, offered me £31 million for a striker that just... I think he went 12 games in a row last season without scoring. Wow. And Leicester City have gone. That is the solution to our goal-scoring problems. Uh, So he's leaving. I do have a bid in for a replacement striker, which I... I'm I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it because we've got a contract out to him and I think it's too late for anything else to to, to scupper. Um, I've put in a bid for Dominic Solanke. I've done it. I'm, I'm going for Big Dom, who we know consistently has been the best player in the world in this save, uh, a pr- former Premier League golden boot winner. 23 goals in the first season of the save, 28 in the second season of the save. And we don't talk about seasons three or four where Bournemouth have inevitably, I think they've been relegated this yep, season. Yeah, they yep, They finished 19th. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino's Bournemouth have been relegated, uh, which isn't ideal. But, you know, we've, we've got a little cheeky offer in for big Dominic Solanke to replace Ivan Tony. I think the rest of my transfers are going to just be bringing some youth players for the future. I've got a Japanese one-to-kid goalkeeper coming in. We managed to get that over the line last stream. I need to see if I can get rid of David De Gea, who stupidly, When he signed a new contract last season, I put in a, yeah, 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 yeah. if you play 20 games this season, I'll definitely give you an automatic one-year contract extension, forgetting that David De Gea is my first choice goalkeeper. So forward planning is not my friend. But I think there is the capacity for me to possibly do a bit of damage next season. But I say that, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I don't know if I'm going to be in a job, because if we fail financial fair play, I feel like I'm in a bit of trouble. So we'll see. I'm excited to carry on, though. I think it's every summer transfer window, I get more excited with this save. It's been so, so much fun. I think I'm just going to be
0: holding on on this one. I mean, this is this mm. is going to be the one that tests me. I think there's going to be a lot of bids that come in. I think Kone already upset anyway. He's got a minimum release clause. and he, was, he said he was happy
1: to stay, but then he's still wanting to leave. Uh, <laughs> well, so, so, somebody keeps activating the minimum release clause. Oh yeah, no, exactly. The but then he keeps wanting yeah. to
0: stay. Uh, Gwehi wants to leave as well, so that's not mm-hmm. great for the the wingy. And then I've got interest in Inacio, Arajo, all the all those. Uh, they're all mm-hmm. interests. So I'm just trying to see where we can build around. And I'm trying to bring up the uh, homegrown player thing as well because we're a bit s- struggling on that. Mm-hmm. So people like Curtis Jones, like I did try to get rid of him, but then I played him. Couple of times last season, he did really well. There was a there was a game where I think he got like a nine point eight because it's phenomenal
1: assists. Like so, he did yeah. He yeah. just he just turned into an assist machine, didn't he? I mean, you're it lovely.
0: Was... I keep going back and looking at him, and he's just all green on the. So mm. if you got your color based attributes, he's all green on the attributes for pretty much everything apart from heading and long throws. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah, maybe maybe build a midfield around it. I mean, we've still got Keffy to around them we were still holding on to them so and of course emory chan's coming in as well so there we are. exactly uh we'll yeah. see like i said it'd be nice if we can get a, a marquee signing but i don't know where to put a marquee sign to be fair, because i've got mm. so many players now that's the issue so it's quite that's a bloated like... squad it's like i'm trying to mm. remove like eddie and cat here So last year didn't need him didn't really play him uh mm-hmm. Corey, who was signed the season before, he was a good backup for a defensive midfielder. But to be fair, Turam and Nunes could be those backups who are defensive midfielder and can just drop them in. Wingers have got 4,000 of them, so Neymar wasn't needed because I've got Neto Abada, I had Tell, I had Conciao, who was on loan at West Ham. So, yeah, I think I just need to sit back and Figure out what's wolves all about. <laughs> Who's going to play where, <laughs> and what we're going to do? Because we tried three up front, we tried two up front, we tried one up front, we tried five at the back. We we pretty much played every system last season, so we haven't really got an identity. So maybe mm. that's what this next season is all about, and maybe we'll just go win the league because we've got no other distractions.
1: Yeah, sure, it could feasibly happen. Yeah, it could. sure. Why not? Yeah, you can. You can, a man can dream. A exactly. man can dream. I think it would be unfair if we, if we didn't very briefly touch upon um, Kev's transfers yeah. as well. Because Kev has just done what Kev does and just really, really quietly gone about his business. And I'm looking at the transfers that he's got confirmed so far. He's he, he's bought in Jean-Paul Van Heck mm-hmm. from Ajax as a centre-back, who is really, really good. But I didn't realize quite how good Jean-Paul is. Like, he's... Well, he said he's he's,
0: going free at the back, isn't he? Yeah. He's a very, very good wide center back, so...
1: Yeah, he really, really is. He's big, he's tall, he's quick. Mentally, he ticks all the boxes. And then he's got the the trifecta of, of really, really good defensive attributes. 17 tackling, 15 marking, 16 heading. He can pass, he can dribble. He's got a decent first touch. And he's, it's not like Kev's got a bad defence anyway.
0: No, he's then, brought in Pazzella at left back, hasn't he? So that's that's a nice yeah. option for him. Exactly. Guardiola can stop complaining to him because he had arguments with Guardiola he resigned exactly at yeah. left back. But a lot of can... ang- a
1: lot of anger from Guardiola last season. And he's, yeah. he's hopefully going to calm down now. And then Emre Tezgal as well. He's brought in from Liverpool. Yeah, for an absolute steal because I'm looking at him now and he's. He's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's, he's really good. Absolutely, he's quite good. Yeah, can't take a he's... long throw, but other than that, yeah, He's no, got pace, no, was... strength. He's six foot one. He can head the ball yeah. as well. He's got jumping. He's got yeah. He's and he's finishing.
1: Seventeen he's... finishing, sixteen composure. That's all you need to know. That's yeah, just...
0: fifteen technique and twelve off the ball. I think that's that's the four that you look for in a striker's so Because mm-hmm. the off the ball's a little bit, but then he's still only twenty. So yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> And he's going to get a proper run in that first team for Kev, you would imagine, because mm-hmm. he's barely played so far. I mean, he's 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 got a cumulative. I mean, he's he's only twenty, but he's got a cumulative seventy nine professional appearances so far. And you know that he'll get minutes under Kev, and I'm frightened about that attack. Yeah, it really is a concern. The only other bone I've got to pick with Kev, I thought, because I I was looking at my front my my forward options. And because I've got so many, like obviously, you know, if you look at the wide players that we've got, we've got Harvey Barnes, we've got Jaden Sancho, we've got Pedro Goncalves, we've got Nani Madueke, we've got Garnaccio still kicking around. I also signed Endrick um, this season. Endrick still has phenomenally high potential, but he just hasn't been getting the minutes in the team. And I thought if there's somebody who probably wouldn't mind Endrick on loan for a season, it would be Kev. And I'd have given him to him for a very reasonable price, which we probably wouldn't have been very much. I'd have probably done it for free because I just really like Kev. Did Kev want Endrick? No. No, he didn't. Not under any circumstances could I convince Kev to take Endrick off me for, for a pittance. He's like, no, no, I just don't think I'm going to need him. I think, you know, he's going to, you know, Makoku's going to be playing there and he's not going to take Makoku's place. I'm like, yeah, but what if, oh, go on, just take him and play him. He wouldn't have him. He wouldn't have him under any circumstances. I've ended up making a huge mistake by lending him to Stoke City, uh, who at the time <laughs> I thought, well, that's that's a sensible move. I'll lend him to Vincent Company's Stoke City. That's the move. Um that makes just been promoted, sense. haven't we? So that's good. Just been promoted. Yep. Just been promoted. I saw that. I saw Stoke City first place. Oh, fantastic. He'll get a run of Premier League football. No, he won't. No, he won't, because Stoke City have just been promoted to <laughs> the championships. <so.
0: laughs> yes. It's also something that I'm, we need to question him on. Is uh, He's put Solbaken
1: on the transfer list. He has put Solbaken on the transfer list. Now, yeah. he's, he's, he was saying to us the other week that he doesn't think Solbacken has been... Particularly great for him in the running, so I think maybe now is the time for him to cash in. I know that last season, Solbacken did have a, a minimum release fee, yeah, uh, which Kev has now got rid of. So he's got, a, he's he's still got four years left on his deal. He's got rid of that minimum release clause. Forty-one million pounds, Kev's asking for for him, which I think is achievable. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do okay. But again, he's He's got a really, really good core to that team has Kev, which again is it like he's got like so Salisu, Guardiol, obviously Van Heck at the back. That's a really, really solid back three. He's got Tapia. He's got Lavia, Harrison Reed, he said he's trying to get rid of as well, because he's now thirty-one years old, which in football manager terms might be might as well be forty-one. Like he's the core of his team is really, really good.
0: I, I think he might be in a bit of trouble though. This is just looking and it's similar to you and a little bit to me. I've got FFP Mm -hmm. problems as well, which I can fix. I just need to sell some players. So, first season, first full season, he was in charge 66 million in, 35 million out. Mm -hmm. Second season, the Gambazunu uh, signing of 68 million was part Mm -hmm. of 249 million in and 56 out. Currently, Mm -hmm. it's 192 million in and 75 out. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't see Ah, his finances because we can't actually. I could sneakily take charge of his club, but I'm not going to do that because accused of cheating. But yeah, yeah. shenanigans. You might need to have a look at his FFP. Obviously, he's getting
1: lots of revenue for being in the Champions League two seasons in a row. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Which we'll see. It's the most consistent of all of us in terms of European qualification by uh, Mm. by an absolute stretch. So you never know. I think Kev's going to need. Well, the other interesting thing about Kev, shall we say, is that he also has another application in for a different job. Oh yeah, because at the end of the season, um, it felt like it was a long time coming. Chelsea have sacked Zinedine Zidane after uh, after a couple of seasons. A couple of in terms of um, in terms of cup competitions, a very successful stint for Zinedine Zidane across those two seasons. Um, Oh, no, sorry, three seasons that Zanam was in charge. They won seven trophies. Yeah. They won the Carabao. They won the FA Cup. Um, They did win a league as well. They won the Premier League once. They've won the Champions League. They've, sorry, the Carabao twice. UEFA Super Cup. They've been, in terms of cup competitions, they've been fantastic. In terms of the league, with the exception of that Premier League win, they've been pretty dire. So it looks like that seems to be the main focus now for the Chelsea owners. They're looking for a consistent Premier League manager. Kev has put an offer in, Kev has applied for that job. Chelsea is going to be a lot of work for him. Mm-hmm. They've got a big old budget at the moment. You can see financially they've got uh, they've got a 95 million pound transfer budget because they, you know, Neil Bath, the caretaker, hasn't made any uh, transfer dealings so far maybe kev could do a little bit of damage there you never know but uh, time will tell time will absolutely tell it's a very very mixed bag of a team there are some wonderful players in it and there are some absolute stinkers in there at the moment you know he's it's really really weird christian pulisic is still there who Weirdly has developed into a really, really competent footballer. He's still got obviously because it's the 20 to 3 database. Mason Mount is still there. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's got some, you know, Ben Chilwell is still kicking around, Reese James, Chalaba's developing really, really nicely. Um, Antonio Silva, young Portuguese centre back who's phenomenally good. Wesley Fafana is still around. There's some talent there. But he's also still got the likes. He's got a 30 year old Paolo Dybala. Raheem Sterling is now starting to wind down his career despite being worth £230 million, apparently. Like Hudson Adoy is still kicking around. Jorginho's still kicking around. So if he gets rid of the older players and reinvests well, again, Kev could do a little bit of damage this year. But yeah, we never definitely. know. But we're gonna, I, th- I feel like we're gonna find out quite early into the next stream, uh, of this network save whether that comes off for him or not. If it doesn't, I think he's got an equally decent chance of doing something good with Fulham this year. So, I suppose there's only one way to find out what happens next, isn't there? And that's to uh, play season five, mm-hmm. which, we're, which we're going to be starting hopefully sooner rather than later. Obviously, depending first and foremost on Kev's availability because real life always takes precedent in these situations, yeah, of course. So, when so when Kev has the capacity, we'll be starting season five of The Save. But I'm excited. I think season, I think this has the potential to be the best season yet. Um, I think there are going to be some stories told. And I think some exciting things are going to happen. So watch this space, guys. Watch this space. We talk about it a lot on the pod. We always like to give you as much pre-warning as we possibly can as to when we're streaming. Look, come and spend a, a Monday or a Thursday evening with us. Traditionally, those seem to be the nights. You know, a bit of variation depending on availability. Yeah. But come and spend the evening with us. It's really, really good fun. We have a lovely old time. As I say, we streamed it for five hours on Thursday night, and that five hours flew by. Ish. Yeah, definitely. With uh, yeah. lots
0: of a uh, chat from Roy Keane as well. So so use,
1: much Roy Keane chat. So he was much Roy pushing Keane. you on, just pushing you on the entire way. He was. He absolutely was. Roy Keane had my back. Um yeah. Roy Keane genuinely scares me at this point. Yes. i am develop, developing a real complex. Um
0: I also liked uh, his puns. Was, they were very good. I mean
1: very, very good. Yeah, he was a big good. fan
0: of he was a big fan of the Glazers, Avram, Joel, Kevin. Uh and then singly and doubly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice one, Roy. Yeah. You funny, funny man, you we do no, It was great. Happy days. So uh, more network save, more verbal abuse for me from Roy Keane, please. And thank you. There was one other thing we wanted to talk about this week, and we kind of touched upon it last time we were together. Uh, we announced uh, a couple of episodes ago that we are going to be holding the inaugural Football Manager Therapy Awards which is very very exciting. Um because we we like to think that as as a podcast, you know, we like to think that we take into consideration and we like to feature and shout out the community as best we can uh, when good things are happening and many many good things happen uh, on a regular basis in the football manager community um in the wider spectrum of it. So we want to we want to celebrate that. We want to spend a little bit of time um reflecting on on some good things that've happened over the past year or so and and you know giving giving out a few awards to some special people within the community. But we don't want it to all be our decision. We want to factor you guys. We want to factor the audience into uh, our decision-making process. So that's what we're going to do. We, we've got a bit of a, 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 a list of categories. And over the next few weeks, we're going to start putting out some tweets with, you know, nominations. We're going to start, you know, things that we want to, to celebrate and things we want to talk about. Just to give you a little flavor of of what we're going for, you know, we want to start talking about things like um, people's, you know, favorite FM streamer, people's favorite FM YouTuber, people's favorite bloggers. So if there's somebody that stands out to you in those categories, think, oh, this person is wonderful. Let us know please let us know have a a chat with us drop us a dm you know comment underneath this video if you're watching on youtube people that you think deserve to be nominated for these categories so we can start taking those names into consideration of the ballots um jeb you had an absolutely blinding idea before we went live today um things like most innovative save which i think is absolutely wonderful i mean what are the kind of things that stand out to you when it comes to looking at saves and and making that distinction based across you know compared to uh, like let's play content for
0: example I think it's it's all about how they build up the stories or how they build up like, mm-hmm. the narrative about the same. I think Kev Kev like Kev's a year late, but Kev's uh, uh, journey home that he did last season mm-hmm. that was quite innovative. Where you had to do the thing. And to be fair, a lot of it comes from the the old SI forums, and they adapting mm-hmm. as they go along. Uh, obviously, it's mentioned last week on the uh the compilation the, like the Diffuse Challenge. That was that was something that came from there where you you pick mm-hmm. up the first uh, promoting club into the second season that hasn't been in the game before and take them to where they are. But it's all those extra bits of innovation, people who've done some database manipulation and various things like that. I think that's that's quite quite key there's obviously we're, we're looking at long form videos as well we want to see what mm-hmm. people have, have said about uh, what they've put out there on youtube or other platforms mainly youtube i don't think i've ever logged on and watched an fm video on vimeo uh, so i think it's <laughs> but then, it's, then the shorts and stuff people like tiktokers and, and things like that the, the stuff that you enjoy out there even just 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 pushing on that way and i think uh we're, we're looking at newcomers to like the streaming space or just the fm space in general it doesn't have to be a streamer it could be a blogger it could be somebody on youtube it could be uh somebody doing written content in newspapers There not anybody and nobody reads newspapers currently at the moment but yeah you never know we if they're out there let us know uh and then yeah. also just we're also looking reflecting a little bit on ourselves so we have put some mm-hmm. moments of the years uh, I think we've put funniest moment of the year as well as a separate thing. So we'll, we'll have a heartwarming bit and then we'll have a stupid bit because I think there's mm-hmm. been enough stupid moments that we've done. And I think, yeah, a couple couple more categories. If you've got categories you want to suggest, we can take them into consideration. We want to do this around BAFTA's last Oscar season. I think the, the important thing is all four of us are doing these mm-hmm. awards as well. So we'll make sure it's, it's a big thing and we'll, we'll get a date finalised down for it hopefully soon
1: absolutely absolutely i'm i'm looking forward to it because it, it would will be nice just to sit down with everybody and just reflect on what's been a really fun year as some you know from from a podcast point of view um from a wider community point of view and it, like i say it's it's if we can't get you know it's it's important that we get the interaction from yourselves from the audience from the wider fm community because it's about you guys, and we don't want you to feel like you've you've missed out in any shape, way, shape, or form. So let us know if, like I say, if there's anybody that you can think of that deserves a little shout out. You know, somebody you think of. Oh, you know what? I've been watching this streamer recently, and they're only they're, they're newer. They're, they're new to the platform. You know, they're new to streaming or they're new to content creation, in any way, shape, or form. They deserve eyes on. They deserve recognition. Let us know because without your guys' input, it's it's just us summarizing isn't it so let us know please do please do and i'm just you know we're going to dress up all fancy it's always going to be lovely we're going to make an evening of it to tell you it's going to be ever so nice so please let us know
0: yeah definitely i think you've got various platforms doing discord twitter obviously Mm -hmm. even just in the comments of the youtube video we're quite happy to reflect on them and chat to you about them there as well Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah i think it's
0: like i said the interaction from the viewers and the listeners is very key on this and we want to make it mm. like community awards as well so it's something something that involves everybody
1: exactly exactly um so yeah plenty to consider plenty to consider with that so yeah get your thinking caps on let us know um yeah. aside from that Jeb, i reckon that is probably a podcast
0: what do you i guess think think? i think it is yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to it's do right. any more links in between do i or anything silly. no
1: no, if you want to do an ad read for a company that don't sponsor us just in case they're watching this and want yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, 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 great, cool. Yeah. Okay, just, just going to put it out there, you know, just as an option. Um, No, there's nobody. No, I can't think of anything either. No, fair enough. No, no. Um, this podcast, but, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll let you have that this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cheers. Yeah, pal, yeah it's a podcast,
1: it. yeah. Yeah, feels, it definitely feels like one. Brilliant. Well, um, right, there we go. Happy days. Just before we go then, uh, Jeb. Are you uh, going to be getting your Morecambe on anytime soon, perchance?
0: Maybe. Or I might just be arguing with Google. Oh, God, I mm. said it. It might, might activate. Yeah, I, I had an argument with Google, and Google was Portuguese for the whole time. It's, it's basically like no Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear goes Spanish. Mm. It, it was like that. It was like Woody talk to Buzz Lightyear. Uh, so <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah, I've lost on that one myself. Yes, twitch.tv forward slash Jebberoo. Tangents maybe lots of them going on also twitch.tv forward slash YCallum. callum youtube forward slash YCallum. callum all of his slough stuff is going out on there uh and i'll let i'll let you promote for kev you could be kevs
1: uh i will i'll be kevs advocate which normally yeah. you are but only when I he's know. kev lesnar yeah i think when he's when he's regular Apparently he's returning
0: play. soon yeah exactly he there's, is the challenge emerging
1: Mm. But when he's regular street clothes, Kev, I, I, get, to, I get to do it. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash the United City FM. Uh, go spend a bit of time with Kev. As we say, um, due to just bits and pieces that are going on behind the scenes for Kev, uh, his streaming schedule is a bit sporadic at the moment. But when he gets the chance to get online, if you get the chance to spend a bit of time with Kev, I'm sure he would absolutely love that. Uh, as Kev has said himself in the past, he's not uh, a content creator. He is a community creator. And Kev values the time that people spend into hanging out with him when he is online. So if you get the opportunity to do so, please do. If uh, if he's not, doesn't make it online, drop him a little message, just ask how he's doing. So I'm sure that would mean the absolute world to him. So please do those things. Please do those things. Uh, if you want to hang out with me, you're more than welcome to twitch.tv forward slash rich owens fm uh, i'm now into the fourth season of my what's the story former glory save i'm at Ajax and it's going terribly so feel free to come and laugh at me because i've made too big of a jump too quickly in terms of the clubs i'm managing so come and laugh at me and say rich you should have taken a job elsewhere and i will agree with you um Obviously, if we do get the chance to do some network save in the not-too-distant future, we will let you know. Um, so come and hang out with us for that as well. But there we go. Happy days. Podcasts, aren't they good? Uh, it's been lovely to be back. I've, I've massively enjoyed this. Thank you for spending the morning with me, Jeb. And uh, obviously, here, oh, here he comes. Oh, oh, oh. He's not. He's He's tricked me. He's just waving. Hey, there he is. It's Mr. Jebbles. What a good boy. Uh, Thank you very much for spending your time with us on another episode of Football Manager Therapy. We will see you on the next one. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye.